Happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Biz, you're crushing it, by the way, right now. As yeah. I said to you. A oh, couple shut times. up. Hey, how yeah, about uh, how about the, 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 the makeup lady putting way too much makeup on my face? Welcome, Coyotes fans, to Off the Post with Donor and Biz. A look at everything from Coyotes hockey to current events. Here's your host, Luke Lipinski. All right, Coyotes fans, welcome into another episode of Off the Post with Shane Doan and Paul Bissonnette. I'm Luke Lipinski. Uh, We're coming up here on the holidays. We got hockey season in full swing. Gobble, 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 gobble. (laughs) This, This is gobbling like a turkey. Um, you guys travel, I think, more than the actual team. How, I mean, I, Donor, I guess let's start with you. You're always going somewhere. I'm trying to catch Donor. It's, I'm playing the amazing race against them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm not zipping back and forth across the country. Did you? Are you at home, Biz? Or no, you're home right now. Yeah, you I'm in Scottsdale. You're in Scottsdale right now. The yeah. Dale. I, I've, the Dale. Is that what it's called? No, it's not. It's, I've never. No, even that's heard like that. the che- that's the cheese way of uh, calling it. Scott. Oh, okay. All right. No, I've never called it that way. So I feel. That's good. what donors. Yeah, right. Used to say that in the room all the time. Donor, you liar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, donor, actually, you know what? You're going to bring some use to this podcast. Hey, let's talk about Thanksgiving. Like, I know you have what 16 kids now. <laughs> you have they're big, all here you they're have all here big, right now. <laughs> you have these big family functions around uh, the holiday time this must be a special time of year for you right oh hands down yeah this is the best i love any any family um get together like this is just the greatest thing in the world now like it is so much fun. It, it, it's always been fun but now when the kids are older and like Gracie just came home. She drove over from California. Josh is here. And Gracie's boyfriend's here. Karis and Carson are here. So it's awesome. It's where my wife's in heaven. Her parents are in town now too. So it's just, yeah, this is great. Luke, another important thing about Thanksgiving is I don't know. Donor probably knows the stat, but a large percentage of teams that are in the the playoff picture come thanks American Thanksgiving. Yeah. end up making the actual NHL playoffs. Like, what is it, like 90%, maybe 95%? Yeah, it's like it's like you, there's like one team not in the playoffs at Thanksgiving that makes the playoffs. Everyone else is pretty much in their spots, which is crazy because Colorado, there's a few teams this year. And it's, 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 it's changing a little bit this year because it's pushed back a little bit. Like, there's a few more games to be played this year. The good news, Coyotes fans, is I said 95%, not 100%. So there's still a chance. Right, Luke? There's always a chance, Biz. That is such a crazy stat, though, Donor. And, and I've heard it before, but uh, when you consider we're 16 games into the, uh, the season and, uh, and all of a sudden I'm supposed to accept that 15 of these 16 teams are going to be in the playoffs, that's, that's crazy that early in the season. Yeah, and I think it's sorry. It's one from each division, so it's two of them. So okay, four, um, fourteen still. of the sixteen. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. It, it, that's in football too, right? It's in a, isn't there a stat in football that is your first three games and change it and make sure we're, we're the show where we say we don't know. You go do the research, and hey, we'll see you on the next pod. <laughs> come come yeah, back to us with the answers. Stats that don't even make any sense. <laughs> there there this go. is why people have Google. They can we give them suggestions. They can go look up the answers themselves and tell us that we're wrong. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Tell us we're wrong. What is it like, guys? As when you're playing and Thanksgiving hits, because that is kind of like a nice break for with the family early in the season. If you're at home, I guess. But I mean, sometimes you might just be on the road or Thanksgiving's obviously a different time in Canada. Like it's, it's kind of an awkward 
holiday this early in the season. Yeah, I, I think I think as a Canadian, you're always excited about it down here because you can't usually celebrate both. Oh, you usually too. do the you do the you do the Canadian Thanksgiving, and then when people come down, you get a couple days off. I never understood why you get more days off for Thanksgiving in the U.S. than you do for uh, Christmas. That always I'm bothered me. I'm with you on that. I've never understood. There's a football. The NFL runs the show. They tell yeah. world domination. <laughs> You're the world champs. You beat everyone in the U.S. Like Luke, from a <laughs> hockey standpoint, I'll say I'll say this: like you, you go through a hard training camp. You've been training all summer. You finally got the season kicked off, and you're into a good rhythm. Like once you hit that Thanksgiving mark, it's like okay, now it's the holiday time. You know that you have friends visiting. It's a pretty joyful time, and then right after that, boom, man, it's like the playoff race is on. And yeah. I know for like for some teams that are stacked you know, they might even take a little bit of a slower start out of the gate, but we didn't really have that luxury when we were with the Coyotes, those, those big years donor. So like we kind of had, like we were, we were off to the playoff race game one from puck drop, you know, so (laughs) must win on game three. So, so getting, getting that momentum in the first, you know, 15, 20 games of the year was, was very, very important. And like, you know, you see for some teams this year like that you never even expected. Like, look at the Pacific Division. I think that eventually the holes will, will find themselves, and in, in, I don't think Anaheim's a playoff team, but holy smokes, they've been taking advantage of their opportunities. They've been getting good goaltending, and they're, what, second in the division right now? So the the the, the race till till the holiday season here is, is very important. You're seeing some teams take mighty advantage of it. Well, I think Anaheim has a pretty good blueprint. They got good goaltending, which obviously Gibson's awesome. And then they got good specialty teams. And Newell Brown and Ed yeah. Ward who came in. The both of the Brownie might be my favorite assistant coach I've ever had. I love that guy. And uh, he wherever he goes, his power plays are unbelievable. Unbelievable. I he is such a smart man when it comes to the power play. It was incredible. Oh, to so so um, so he was more power play specific, and and also he like he would work with me a little bit one on one, but uh, like he was he he molds the forwards as well. Oh my gosh, it was literally, and it sounds cheesy, but it was like he taught me algebra. Like I thought I understood, like I understood the power play, and I understood the way it worked, and I loved the power play and like figuring, and I like thinking like figuring things out like that. But it was like he came in and was like, oh, you're doing adding and multiplications. Well, how about this? Try algebra. And then it just opened up a whole new parameter. I don't know. I just I could see the power play totally different. In, in awesome. what way? Like the way that certain things closing off in real times where you might have tried that play before, but you're like, now I know that split second where I know I can't make that play in that exact situation. Yeah. And the simplicity of like entering the zone and that step to the inside just watching the defenseman's feet just on that one step. Like you don't have to be a great stick handler to get the demon to take one step to the inside, which then opens up the whole, yeah. it opens up like six feet off the wall, which the game is played. 80% of the game is played yeah. against the wall. They're going to protect if, the middle. Yeah. So if, if, right, if you, if you're dragging them towards the outside, like guys get skating the puck up the ice and they want to head towards the wall because that's where the, I mean, the demons angling you that way. But if you're willing to take that step to the inside and understand you're going to draw contact and you're going to lay it off before the demon gets to you, you open up the zone so easily to get in. And it's just a simple thing like that. But 
Brownie was, I mean, the way he ran a power play, the way he ran a penalty killing, um, not penalty killing, but the, the practices he's, I think he's the best. You think he could be a head coach? Yeah. I mean, he was a head coach at Michigan state. Like he was, and you talk to the guys, they all love him. I, I, I'm interested to know if he wants to be a head coach. Well, Maybe he does. But. That's kind of like the like the difficulty of a head coach is like not only would you have to be good at doing that, and that's what you provide. Obviously, nowadays you're able to lean more on assistance. Like I, I think yeah. it's pretty common to have two guys on the bench and even an eye on the sky. Three guys on the bench. Oh, they, they got, got the- four guys. Four guys on the bench now. Oh Lots my god. Guys. Okay, so that's that's a that's a lot of eyes. So you can lean on those guys, but it's also like managing and balancing those guys assuming that they're doing the best in those it's it's like getting like football where it's like you got special teams in, yeah in like a, in a way more broken down sense than there used to be yeah way i agree with that totally and and specialty teams are becoming so important like you get you look at the oilers what they're doing like it's crazy what they're doing as a specialty teams i mean they're it takes they're a lot of pressure off, off the, the rest of the, the five on five which we all know it's harder to score five on five now because guys are just getting smarter, better body position, like team structure, and like overall is 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 pretty good. Like goaltending, goaltenders are getting better, so it's like, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I, and I do look at Anaheim and they they got a pretty good path. You look at the, you look at the way that they've kind of bought into their system. It's been fun to watch them. And guys, I wanted to ask you too about Seattle. That's the team we saw. The Coyotes, definitely the highlight of the season so far. That was a fun game, back and forth. Lawson Krause scores at the end to win it. But I mean, with Seattle, you're talking about an expansion team that's kind of following in the footsteps of Vegas. So the expectations are are something. <laughs> but uh, I mean, just I know neither one of you guys ever played on an expansion team. But when you look at a team starting from scratch, like what is what would your strategy be with that? Well, Donor, would you say that that it goes two ways? I think that Seattle had a little bit of a different strategy, um, knowing that teams were a little bit more prepared this time. Oh, hundred percent. So it kind of it kind of shifts around where where like Vegas was just really able to exploit some areas that people were just unprepared for. They, I don't know, you know, I don't know, I don't want to drop any GMs' names or anything like that. But so I'll, I'll throw it back over to you, Donor. No, I think that the biggest thing, and the gyms learn, like you make a mistake, not a mistake, but you, you go through something and you learn. I think as a whole, the league in general values prospects more than they value NHL players. Exactly. Like, like a, a guy that's played in the league for five years and knows how to be in the league for another four or five more years isn't valued by the league, by the GMs. And it's like, well, this kid that's coming up that's 19 or 20 or 21 or 22 that's just coming into the league, he's really going to be a superstar. And realistically, you're hoping he becomes a guy that can play for the next eight to nine years. And the chances of you finding a superstar are so remote. But the league valued those so many of those guys, and they gave up on so many guys that were like legit NHL players yep. that were just having a hard time getting a little bit more ice time. And when they got it, they were NHL players that knew how to win. And that was – Vegas took advantage of it. I would say, and I would say Seattle, like there were some guys that I thought were available that they didn't pick up based on maybe what their salary cap was. But like, I was surprised they didn't take, take Tarasenko because he's yeah. a good yeah. hockey player. Like I can understand maybe the risk because of the injuries, but I said it. And like, you know, you give on a, give up on, on, on a, 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 a hockey piece like that. 
But as you said, I feel like throughout the whole process, they valued the draft picks a lot more in this situation. Which- I think every, everyone did. I think that the teams didn't give up their draft picks either. Like the teams didn't give up, like they didn't give up. We'll don't take this guy and we'll give you a third round pick or a second round pick. Teams are like, no, if you want to take our guy, take him. Like, go ahead. And I think that that was just from the experience of doing it one time before. And so then, I think Ronnie was in a tougher situation just because everyone had a second. Hey, this it was so quickly. Yeah, like, they they felt so like, less threatened knowing the fact yeah. that it's like, hey man, there's there's four other guys that are the exact same as this guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my chance that you don't take the my guy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, okay. Shea, no one wanted no one wanted the Shea Theodore. Really, that's the one that I think Shea Theodore, Tuck, Marcia Show, and uh, and Riley. Like those were all the situations that, you know, those guys are such vital pieces of what made Vegas good. And Carlson guys, people are just like, we don't know who he's going to take. So we're just going to be like, you know what, if you take my guy, good for you. And if you don't, then I'm going to at least keep my guy and I'm not going to give you picks for it. And that was. uh, So the the lack of the lack of leverage is kind of a result of of maybe the product on the ice, as far as an expansion standpoint. Well, I think that they're, yeah. And they took a different, they went a total different road. I think, I think that Ronnie's, you look at what Ronnie did with Carolina, like he's the architect of Carolina. And I think he, you know, he, the foundation that he built there is going to probably be similar to the one he's looking here. It's all going to be about the blue line and you're going to bring in a bunch of, I think getting the flurry, both of the flurry brothers and doing that, that those are, he specifically went after, I think he had nine, he had nine D men, NHL D men. He has two of them. He has two guys that are playing in the minors that are, that are legit demon. Right? They're going to play when they move on, probably some of their veteran guys. So it's it'll be interesting. Biz, I'm with you, too, on Tarasenko. He's been on a tear lately, and that's the Coyotes are about to play the Blues here in about 15 minutes. So before we get that, I, I just I want to get your thoughts as, you know, the start of the season in terms of wins and losses has been tough with a new head coach, new players coming together. Um, and, Donor, I'll start with you on this. I mean, as a, as a player – how is your mentality? We just heard from Jake, Jacob Chickren on our pregame show here of, you know, he's just focused on winning. He's, he's trying to draw back to 2017 where things started slowly and then they started improving incrementally as the season went along. What's your approach as a player in that situation? Uh, I think as a player, you think if you play your absolute best game, like on any given night, you think you can be so good that you can help your team win. Like you do that. I don't care who you are. I think if you're in the NHL, you've had moments in your career up to this point that you've been the best player on the ice and you have the capability of winning a game and you just, that's all your focus is. And uh, if you lose that, I think that that becomes difficult and I think that becomes hard to keep playing. But I think that the guys, I think someone like chick is definitely thinks that if I have my best game tonight, then we can win. And that's, that's gotta be your approach. And you realize that, you know, if the other team has their best game. It might be a little bit more difficult too, but um, you just focus on yourself and have your best game. I would, I would say that the takeaway so far, and like, I, I've been, I've been part of a few bad teams, but never like this bad out of the gate. And like, you know, like obviously they can play better. And like a few years ago when they had talk it, when they had a real difficult start, they ended up turning it around. I, yeah. I do believe that they did have a, a, a better personnel then, but you just hope that the core guys and the guys that you're going to have around here down the road are going to remember this. And it almost kind of like it becomes so defeating that you get this chip on your shoulder, kind of like like MJ style, where you're so sick and tired of like the fact that like 
you know, you don't get to win and enjoy that given all the hard work you're putting in, it, it has to drive you to like, you almost like work harder and like, just, yeah, keep, I like, agree. And you got to hope that as opposed to it, maybe like mentally beating these guys down and like, you know, then they, you know, they just go, okay. And then eventually maybe feel that they kind of just can accept it. You don't, you hope it goes the other way. And like, I think that the, the guys that they still have here do care and they're the guys who will show up and put in the work. You just got to hope that it, it makes them even brings them to that even another level. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That, I think that's perfect. I think that's, I agree 100%. You got, you got the wires got to cross at some point, right, donor? Yeah. Hey, is that, you got to keep your composure. <laughs> we can't go there and lose it. <laughs> just All right. karate chop a couple a couple boards in the middle ah! uh, one of my favorite stories is bobby francis was like losing his mind on us bobby francis was our coach he comes in the room and he's like full-on doing that like the full-on screen like going crazy and the game was over and we'd all taken off our we had kachina jerseys and we'd all thrown them in the and i think i told you this threw them in the laundry bin and the Kachina jerseys were so freaking heavy, it wasn't even funny. Like, at the end of the game, the Kachina jerseys would be like – each one of them would be like seven pounds because it just absorbed – because it was like doubled up on the arms and the necks and the shoulders, and it was this material that they hadn't figured out how, like, wicking or whatever to – Oh, it just absorbed away. all the water? Oh, they were the heaviest jerseys. Like it was. So you guys would be up. so slow and wore down oh. by the end of the game. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why guys were like not as keen on the Kachinas at the beginning because they were so heavy. Like the the collar was like double folded up, and the arms had double folds. They looked the they looked awesome, but you're saying that they were just awful. Oh my gosh, they were so heavy. And so Bobby Francis comes in the room, and twenty guys had thrown all their jerseys in there, and they were weighing like. I don't know. They probably weighed five pounds each, six pounds each, maybe more. It was like crazy how much, how heavy they were. So he goes to flip the, he goes to flip the, like (laughs) the laundry basket over and he goes to flip it. And there is something in the bottom too. Like there must've been some towels or something in the bottom. And it's so heavy. He can't, he can't flip it over and it's on wheels and it like slides away from him. So then he runs, he goes over close and tries to do it again. And it slides away. <laughs> and everyone in the room is trying to like not smile. Yeah. They got their to, mouth in their shirt. Yeah. And he's trying to get so mad at this thing. Oh, it was one of my favorite things to see. It was hey, I'll, there's not, there's not a lot funnier than when like somebody's having a snap show and then they like slip or like, mess oh, up. And, then they, and then they they get, and then they get even madder. Oh, and you just you tried or, oh. or, or more mad. Is it, was that poor oh. grammar? matter i don't know i i just feel like biz would be the guy in the locker room laughing out loud while the coach was. oh yeah <laughs> no i'd be the one snapping uh, slipping yeah. <laughs> even better be like who who nailed my stress shoes to the floor <laughs> <laughs> who's pranking me who, who's messing with me that oh, is boys. that is the best that is the best there is oh, not I- a better clip in hockey though then the guy losing his mind as he leaves the ice and slashing the glass and then crying. Yeah. But he has the stick. Cl- he can't get close, lay, close hanging himself. <laughs> oh, 
right. Well, Donor, I know uh, you just got back. I'm sure Biz has to take off, and we got the Coyotes starting up against the Blues in a couple minutes here. So thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. You guys have a great Thanksgiving if I don't talk to you before then. Ow, yes. ow, ow. Uh, happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Biz, you're crushing it, by the way, right now, as yeah. I said to you a couple oh, times. Oh, shut up. Hey, yeah, how, about, uh, how about the, 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 the makeup lady putting way too much makeup on my face? <laughs> people, people, people sent people. You can keep recording this so the fans can have a chuckle. People are sending in pictures of the Paul Bear. <laughs> anyway, great to see Biz on. Oh yes, You're looking for the Undertaker. You got to be taking care of the Undertaker. You got to come on with an urn. You got to come on with an urn on the yeah, next. Yeah. On the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but it is. Hey, and if they're only making fun of your makeup, though, that means you're doing a good job. Oh yeah. There's oh, nothing yeah. else. Oh. So. Well, hey, thanks for the tire pump. We'll see you guys this weekend. I'll be at the Coyotes game.